0: Good, Where, where's the smart marks at? They're there, they're talk to them. Good, can I? Yeah, I would love you to. Can I really? You know how I feel. Can I swear? Um, um absolutely, ask your friends over here. Alright, fuck you. <laughs> the Rogue of Wrestling, Michael Newman. Common problem for WWE superstars, like they never know how to react to the lights going off. Like, Undertaker made a career out of that. And the New Jersey Kid, Joe Sheehan. Why didn't no one who feuded with The Undertaker over all these years just bring a flashlight down to the (laughs) room? You're listening to the Super Smart Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast. Can you imagine that, like, shielding his eyes like, hissing as he runs away or something? (laughs) Like some goth kid.
1: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another exciting edition of the Super Smart Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast. And as your champion, your New Jersey kid, New Jersey Kid and is back to introducing the show alongside my losing tag team partner, oh, the Rogue of Wrestling bitch. Mr. Michael Norman.
0: <laughs> just have to rub the salt in the wound. Hey, you? you we we need to
1: uh we need to use this power somehow, right? Like
0: <laughs> just lord it over each other in every possible way. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, alright, you know what? You're gonna be putting that bitch back on the line in SummerSlam. I'm coming back for it. Yeah, um, or
1: or do we want to do the entire
0: G one? <laughs> well, I mean, I already threw down my G one predictions, and they're already getting fucking blown to ass. Certain certain just aspects, like all right, Okada's already eaten two losses and only has one win, and I thought he was going to go undefeated. Yeah, who did the he finals.
1: who did he win against? I'm trying to keep track.
0: He he beat um oh shit. Why am I blanking on it? Uh, Makabe or no? He's about to fight Makabe tomorrow. Who I think he's going to beat? Um, shit. He lost, right, so he lost to Jay White, and, and he to, lost to, um, uh... Page, right? No, he beat Page. He beat Page. Okay, that's who he beat. Alright.
1: Oh, and he lost to Folle. That was it. Yes, yeah. okay, because I'd heard that until the Page match. That's right. I'd heard that he, was, he had lost every match since losing to Omega mm-hmm. until the Page match.
0: Yep. So I think at this point, he's probably going to start turning around and winning most of the matches. Like mm-hmm. he's he's probably gonna have a pretty good stance yeah, in the block, but at this point yeah. Jay White is the one who's leading A block. Just killing every, I think both blocks he's like destroying, right? In terms of points. He so he and Omega right now are both tied at six. They're the only Uh-oh, two who are undefeated okay. right now. I always forget that Omega's mm-hmm. in B block. Um yeah, so with Jay but Jay White, like the wins that he's gotten though, he's beaten already Tanahashi and he's beaten Okada. Like yeah. holy shit. Gauging of the tournament, I think, right? I mean, unless Omega goes all the way, but I don't think that Omega will. Um, but it, it definitely uh, seems can like... Can you, you know... really
1: count that, though? I mean, Omega's going in as champion. Like, of course he's going to do decent, right? Like, Jay White going in... I mean,
0: if you look at Dave Meltzer's star ratings, he's already gotten two five-star matches out of this tournament. Against, Who, uh, Omega? Naito. Yeah, against uh, Naito and uh, Goto. At least he's not going crazy and going up above five. <laughs> he's just staying at five, you know. Five five stars is phoning it in for Kenny Omega.
1: <laughs> oh man!
0: But no, it's it's been a really exciting G one so far. Yeah, it's like, really cool to see them like really pick and go with people kind of unexpectedly. Like at least for now, like you know, Jay White could kind of crash and burn, but I don't think he will because it seems like he's getting the Zack Sabre Junior push here uh-huh. like, from he that he got in the uh, New Japan Cup this year. So I think I don't think that Jay White's going to win it, but I think he might get to the finals actually. Because like uh, the, can you hear me?
1: Yeah, I was just I, sorry. I was just going to say it. Uh, it's just been so far for me. So mm-hmm. as an outside fan of of New Japan, like I've been trying to get more into it, but life happens. Yeah. <laughs> um. But this is one of the first years that I've um, like heard multiple clips from. Right. Like. Mm-hmm. I've always heard, like, oh, this match is good, and this match... But, like, so far, this tournament, it's been, like, okay, every match is good. Like, try to watch every match Yeah, kind of a thing.
0: Yeah, definitely. It's, like, it's watch as many of them as you can. Yeah. Like, you know, it, or even if it's just, like, you pick a couple people you just want to, like, watch all their matches or something. It's, like, all right, if, like, hey, Jay White's going on a fucking tear, at least go watch the Jay White matches. Or, uh, I mean, oh, shit, like, the next one coming up, I can't wait. Jay White's going to be fighting Suzuki next. Nice. So this is a
1: good question for you, then.
0: As as you've become really the expert in New Japan... Ooh, the uh,
1: expert. Was that...? Ooh, the expert. It was, I was going to say, like, I used to know, mm. like, a good bit, and you only knew a little, now you've overtaken me. Mm-hmm. The student has become the master. Yeah. <laughs> but, so as someone, like, does, does New Japan mean for people to watch every single match, or do you think it is that type of a tournament, where it's just like, Watch the people you want to watch. Watch the matches you want to mo- watch. Watch.
0: I think it's just basically the level that you want to get involved to it. In the like, in the same way that I could take WWE, and do you think in a lot of ways you could basically just watch the pay per views because they do like the video packages Absolutely. before each match. Like you could just watch that and not fucking bother watching Brawn SmackDown. I and, and you get most of it.
1: That has changed over the years. I, I will mm-hmm. say that the the video clips are not as good as they used to be. Mm-hmm. Like I always my the pinnacle of all video recaps right was Austin Rock WrestleMania 17 the my way video that explained their entire feud like perfectly the music fit it was awesome mm-hmm. the anymore it just seems like the real spark nosed version which is understandable the the world has gone to that type of uh, way of thinking like we have Twitter and Facebook where people just want to read five words and that's it
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's really changing, like, all sorts of different sorts of things. But, um, yeah, but to go back to your earlier question about it, as far as, like, yeah. how much of New Japan would you need to watch to enjoy it? I think, like, you could definitely watch, like, every single match and be, like, a, like, tearing it apart and looking into it, and you could get a lot of enjoyment with that. But I think also at the same time, you could get a lot of enjoyment because, like, the way that New Japan is structured, as far as, like, its narratives and its stories and its matches and stuff like that, like, each thing is a lot more self-contained. Whereas, like with WWE, they're always trying to tell like these one like giant grand narratives and things like that, and then they constantly like start and stop storylines at random. Sometimes, like WWE is very chaotic Mm -hmm. in that way. But like New Japan, it's very much like all right, like here is the the G one. Like everybody's got basically the same goal, but everybody's just approaching in their own sort of different way. Instead of it being like, oh man, this is the the G one where now there's uh you know three times the amount of guys and. And the rules are different now. It's like no, no, no. These guys are just wrestlers. They're fighting. You know, follow the guys you like. You know, maybe don't follow the ones you don't care about. Like you know, if you don't <laughs> want to watch a you know Torianu versus a um, Kodo Bushi for some reason, then I don't know. Don't watch it. But I'm gonna watch that. <laughs> yeah, because I really like both of those guys. Um, whereas you know, I might I might not watch uh, a versus a uh, I don't know Page. I don't know, I probably will watch that match, though. Actually, I already did. <laughs> but, like, I don't know. I'm not as huge on Paige. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. there's some guys that's, like, and you can just kind of, like, watch those sorts of things. And, like, each one of those stories, I feel like it's given a little bit more of, like, its own time. And a little bit of its own care. And that it just kind of exists in its own little world. But then kind of otherwise, like, relates tertiarily to re- the rest of what's going on, like, Like, you've got the story of, like, all right, here's Omega, and he's in the G1. And he's got the same story of, like, everybody else that wants wants to win the G1. But at the same time, he's also got the story of, like, hey, uh, every single guy that potentially beats me is going to be a challenger down the road. So I got to really make sure that I don't lose points to these guys. Mm -hmm. So, like, that's his own extra story going in. But then you've also got, like, for example, Tamatanga. It's like, hey, well, he just founded this new faction of the firing squad well, he also wants to win as many points in the G1 because he wants to win the G1, but he also really wants to make a statement as being the leader of this new group. And specifically, you know, the match against Omega that he had, that was going to be the one where he's really trying to make that statement, especially the hardest. Like, the rest of the matches still matter, but that's the one that matters the most. Yeah. So So it seems
1: like... mm -hmm. It seems like New Japan and WWE have, like, switched over the years. Because I think that's what I've always heard like New Japan used to be more chaotic and stuff like that and now they've gone to a more long term storyline booking and whereas WWE used to be that way mm-hmm. I mean if you think about like going back to the Hulk Hogan era you have the uh, superpowers breaking down him and uh, Randy Savage mm-hmm. that took a year and so now it seems like New Japan's do- doing that style and WWE is doing the more uh, what do we want to do this week like
0: Well, because I think, to an extent, and I think you'd probably agree with this when I say this, at least with WWE main roster, like, they do not, and this, I guess, when we say they, I mean Vince McMahon and the other, those who are in charge in his same sort of role, do not understand what the audience wants. So they keep just throwing random shit at the wall, hoping that things will work. And then when things do kind of work, they don't understand why. So then they don't really know how to build on it. So then their solution, again, is just, well, let's throw more shit at the wall and see what works again. Mm-hmm. Like, that's they're just kind of stuck in this process. And then the other process, of course, they're stuck in is the eternal. We got to try and get Roman Reigns over as the babyface and beat Brock Lesnar. <laughs> um, which brings me to my uh, question for you about extreme rules. What did you think yes. of extreme rules? Because uh, at least. We saw that Bobby Lashley overcame Roman Reigns here, but with the way that things are setting up after Extreme Rules, I'm getting worried that this was just kind of,
1: you To know, make the, setup match the crowd
0: to, there happy. Yeah, or like, yeah, exactly. Just either do that or just to set up like, oh, well now, look, Roman Reigns can beat the guy who beat him and then he can go on to beat Brock Lesnar. Like, it's all just a setup to make Roman look good, quote unquote. Uh-huh. I don't know. What are your thoughts about where so we're going extreme- with this at Extreme Rules? <clears throat>
1: Extreme Rules, I'm, like, between a thumbs in the middle and thumbs down. Hmm. Like, leaning towards thumbs down just because I felt like they had so much opportunity to do something good, and then it got, like, ruined, so to speak. Um, yeah. My main point with that was the two out of th- uh, the 30-minute Iron Man match with Rollins and Ziggler. I thought you so could have done so much more in that sudden death overtime, and then it was just over like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there were so many different sort of things that they could have or should have done. Like this was just a really bad idea, because like if all right, if you're just gonna go ahead and send the crowd home sad, then have the tie, that's fine. Yeah. But Um, then like if you have Kurt Angle come out and restart the match, and then immediately what happens is the guy that's banned from ringside gets involved to to settle the match. Why doesn't he just restart it again? Yes. Like what the fuck. What is he like oh well, that's cool. I know that people wouldn't be satisfied with the tie, but a fuck finish, yeah, I don't care. yeah I don't,
1: and not even like okay, they wrestled for another good 10 minutes or so and mm-hmm. then a fuck finish a fuck finish right away.
0: yeah like, like immediately
1: like right probably he was probably still
0: on the stage, right?
1: He was either still on the stage or like walking through the curtain <laughs> or yeah. like right into gr- like there is no way he made it past gorilla position, basically.
0: <laughs> yeah, just ridiculously mm-hmm. fucking stupid. I mean, of course, um, the crowd didn't fucking help with their chanting shit. Oh, uh, that the countdowns.
1: You and I have always,
0: uh, like kind of been on the crowd side. I hated this crowd. Yeah, no, this is this is a dick move by the crowd because like the booking for the Rollins and Ziggler match was not great, and like they, it's weird because like I feel like they didn't really get out of like second gear, but I think that was mostly because the crowd was fucking with them, right? Yeah, like the did you hear the audio clip right of Ziggler? No, I didn't hear it. Oh, you? Did?
1: Oh, so Ziggler was caught on mic saying it. I think they put the clock back on. Um, mm-hmm. the screen, and then he he said to Rollins in the ring, he said something like, "It was worse when it, it's worse when it's there than when it wasn't," or something like that, mm-hmm. with the crowds chanting. And my thing was, they were doing a good match. Like, yes, it wasn't a six star match for. Melter, but mm-hmm. it was a good match.
0: Well, there were there were definitely problems with it. Like I thought that um like Rollins getting up on uh Ziggler in the way that he did so quick was kind of like meh, and the fact that like yeah. then uh like there the whole the way that he used McIntyre I thought wasn't as strong. Like I thought it would have been better if he had beat down Rollins more and if he had gotten more pinfalls out of it. Like it yeah. would have there were ways to use it a little bit better.
1: It should have been switched, right? Like Rollins should have been the one getting down,
0: right? Or like, yeah, it's like, yeah. So then, when Ziggler finally uses interference, it should have shouldn't have been that he then closes the gap. It should have been that he gets ahead. Yeah, like it should have been like, I, yeah, like what, Rollins. Three- I think it, I think the timing of it was right. It was when Ziggler was down by two falls, that yes. was good. But then when McIntyre came in and interfered, that should have gotten him up to like three or four at least. Mm -hmm. So then it was like 4-2 Ziggler favor, something like that. So then, all right, McIntyre's out of there finally. And then, uh, you know, you can have Rollins have to fight back from there.
1: And because Rollins has a couple of those great moves, right? So you can have him like build up to like, say, a Phoenix splash and then get a fall out of that. And then build up to the curb stomp and get a Mm fall out of that. Exactly. And then I think the crowd would have been a little more into it. But I still dislike this crowd for what they were doing to that match because... WWE actually seemed to care about the order of the matches on this show. They let this be the fucking main event. Yes. And right before it was AJ and Rusev. Mm -hmm. And that was a good match. Yes. And Roman Reigns wasn't anywhere near the main event. So, like, I don't know how this crowd could have been upset in any
0: way. Yeah, I... I really don't know what caused them to start doing this shit. Like, I, cause like the, the booking of it was just not as good as it could have been. Like, it was still fine. And I think Ziggler and Rollins were doing a pretty good job. But then, yeah. you know, the problem with like any performance art is like, no matter how good the script is and how good the performance is, like a bad crowd can just kill shit. And they're yeah. trying their damnedest, even though the crowd was fucking with them. But like, if they, if the crowd had worked with them instead of fucking with them, they could have gotten way past second gear, into third, fourth, fifth. Like, this could have been a fucking, maybe an all-time classic. Who fucking knows?
1: Yeah, we we will never know.
0: Because both of these guys in particular, too, like, it's not just wrestlers in general, but these guys know how to feed off the crowd.
1: Yes, and they, they want to feed Like, mm-hmm. they want that crowd to be on their feet, like, at at an 11. Like, both of yeah. them do. So...
0: And, like, you could definitely tell from, like, certain ways that, like, this match was definitely heavily planned out in certain spots. Because you could tell, like, from when the pinfalls happened and things like that, they hit, like, on very specific minute marks and yes. things like that. Like, there were certain very big planned spots, but, like, all the spots in between, if the crowd just wasn't fucking with them, they could have improvised that into something, like, a lot better, I think.
1: Yeah, and, like, it, it sucks, though, because the crowd, it, f- they were fucking with the clock. Which WWE needed the clock for the finish, mm-hmm. and so then they had to take the clock away, put it back on, and that caused the crowd. And it just, uh, like, just if you were in that crowd, just go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah,
0: that was that was a rough, that was a rough crowd and a rough situation. Yeah. But I mean, I guess the only other thing that I could maybe blame it on is just the fact that like WWE had made some like really shit calls earlier in the night, so maybe they were just getting frustrated and anxious and thinking that, like, oh, well, this is going to end at a fuck finish, too, so fuck it. We don't yeah, so what we're, saying your, what were some like, of your right. low
1: points earlier in the night?
0: Well, I'll give you one guess as to what the lowest point was for me, Joe. Oh, is it, um... Is it dealing with Carmella and Asuka? Oh, man, man. Uh, Asuka's career is oh, so Oh, shit. Over. Randy Savage here? Oh, <sighs> Rising from the grave. It just, like, possessed me for a moment. I was so... Oh, God You're dang. so angry that you brought Randy back to life. I was really because, consider- like alright. I asked myself very sincerely this week, why do I keep watching WWE?
1: That is a good question.
0: And for like a my first initials, I was like, Well, you know, I need to keep talking to Joe about it for the podcast. But then I kept thinking about it as like, well, you know, it's that, but also like there are other people on it that I enjoy despite the horrendous self-defeating booking that makes no sense, and I just I will so, never forgive them for Asuka. This is, like, can I, can you finally admit it, Joe? When I said at WrestleMania, when they just beat her, I, it's I, over. They had I no will plans.
1: Finally, I will finally concede to you on this, because even if you take Asuka out of the uh, equation here, yeah. Carmella against random wrestler ABCD whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. This was a horrible fucking shark cage match. Yeah. The shark cage match is not supposed to be booked like this. <clears throat> the idea of the shark cage match back when you had someone like a manager like Jim Cornette was mm-hmm. Jim Cornette got the crowd so fucking mad that they wanted just one spot one move of the baby face to get a hold of uh, the hint of Jim Cornette.
0: <clears throat> yeah,
1: I'm getting so angry that I'm forgetting names. <laughs> <laughs> and so the idea was like he has to stay in the cage. And yes, I think every once in a while I'd have to go back and look at all the the cage matches that uh, Cornette was in. But maybe he would try to get an advantage for his wrestlers in them. I'm I'm not sure. But to have multiple fucking things, that was fucking ridiculous.
0: Yeah, that was like just at, like because especially with the ref was like watching Carmella go for the chain the second time. Like after yeah. he had already like batted it, he didn't even like put it out of the ring. He just put it over to like to the side, <laughs> like for her to grab later. It, that like, used to just... be
1: a huge deal for the refs. Like if a foreign object came in, they made sure the foreign object got out of the ring. Mm-hmm. That was that was the whole point of Eddie's gimmick. He would he would get to a a, a distraction foreign object. So while the ref was making sure that, that that foreign object was out of the ring, he would have a second chair or something like that mm-hmm. and do his gimmick with that. And that was hilarious. And it worked. It was logical. Yeah. This and was this, not.
0: This was a distinct, well, it was a distinct lack of logic, distinct lack of just anything. It was fucking stupid. Because then, especially he, like the only thing that it took for her to then beat Carmella was, or uh, beat Asuka, was just to slam her head into the cage the one time.
1: Which I'll, I'll get, like, that was somewhat logical, right? No!
0: Asuka's taken so much goddamn worse. You can't I, fucking beat the bitch after one move. Fuck you! That, no, that'll give you, but it, I
1: was like, okay, at least it wasn't, like, Carmella, like, without throwing her into the cage, it wasn't just, like, a roll-up out of nowhere, right? So, I'll give that a little bit, a little bit, like a quarter of an inch.
0: No, I can't give this match anything. I can't give this booking of this anything. They are so goddamn stupid. There's, like, who does this serve? Because, like, all right, we know that Carmella's just going to drop this shit to whoever she fights next, which at this point looks like Becky, which at least I'm like, all right, I'm glad that Becky's probably going to get the title back. That's good. But, like, what the fuck? Asuka was a huge, huge star, yeah. With so much potential and then you just fuck her into the ground for nothing.
1: Asuka shouldn't have been involved in the title picture at this point.
0: She should have been. She should have just taken the title. She should still be undefeated. She should but have beaten But What Charlotte. I'm saying
1: is alright, if if the plan if they're sticking with if they want Carmella to have this little bit of a run, mm-hmm. that's fine. Just have Asuka destroying other people, right? Have Asuka yeah. building back up from the WrestleMania loss and like have mm-hmm. her going through even if it's just Jobbers, her, like, kicking the shit out of Jobbers or something like that, fine. But just keep her hot that way. And so then when you do take the, t- like, say, okay, take Asuka out of the situation, have Carmella drop the title to Becky, mm-hmm. then bring Asuka back in.
0: Yeah, that would have been a lot better instead of just burying her in this. Yeah. God damn it! This is and then she's not even on SmackDown, which is like at least maybe that like maybe people will forget, I, like because at this point I guess that's the best strategy is make people forget everything that happened. Oh. <laughs> so I do have a pitch for her though, and a pitch for the women's division in general, mm-hmm. because uh, there have been some rumors surfacing. Uh, we've been talking about it for a little while that they should definitely introduce some women's tag teams, like uh, you know, a women's tag team title. Yes. So I've put together for you, Joe, I want to put together uh, or present to you the women's tag team tournament. This could be, it's a 16 women tournament. You've got, uh, let's see. So eight teams or 16 teams? 16 teams. Okay. Um, All right. So we got an A block. We got like Naomi and Lana, the two dancers. Uh, They go against Absolution in round one. Absolution beats them. They're out. Yeah. then you've got Bailey and Sasha being forced to team up to, you know, settle their differences and settle the fact oh, that uh, Sasha God. loves Bailey, has always loved Bailey. Like, fine, all right, we'll get into that later. All right, we'll get into that later. But all right, ooh, this will be good too because I booked them to win the whole goddamn thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, uh, they go against Ride Squad in round one, and in this one, it's like, all right, Bailey's the weak link. Sasha has to kind of win it for them, and it's like, all right, well, come on, bitch, you got to pull your weight works with the storyline yep uh then over in the next block we've got becky and charlotte teaming up to go against Nikki cross and lacey evans this is going to be an odd couple of like the proper lady having to manage the psychopath (laughs) that's a good one (laughs) and it does not go well becky and charlotte win (laughs) (laughs) i like the the pause and it does not go well (laughs) and it fails miserably uh but then we also have um the iconics Going up okay. against uh, Dakota Kai and Candice Lerae is who I have paired up there. The yeah, the girls next door, mm-hmm. who lose to the Mean Girls because they've got the the chemistry together. They know what they're doing. Take advantage of them. Um, then popping over to the other side, we've got Nia Jackson, Ember Moon, teaming up against uh, Tony Storm and Piper Niven. Okay, so Those, like the internationals. Yep, yep. Some UK girls going up against the uh, black and Samoan girls. Uh, <laughs> Nya and Ember right. <laughs> beat Storm and Niven, knock them out of the tournament. Then you've got Kyrie and Asuka teaming up. Uh, and then in round one, they're going to go against Carmella and Tamina. and Bam! Get rid of Carmella and Tamina. <laughs> from the company? No, I don't want to get rid of Carmella from the company. I okay. think she's a fine character and performer. I, it, I just don't want her beating Asuka. This shit's mm. stupid. Um... Like, it's the same thing It's like, all right, well, you know what? We might as well just book a James Ellsworth to uh, cleanly beat uh, Samoa Joe. Why not? <laughs> Tap him out. Just have him submit Samoa Joe. Why not? Who fucking cares? Anyway, back to this. Um, and then the last block here, we've got Ronda and Natty teaming up. They're going to go against Alexa, James, and Mickey in, t- in round one. Get them out of there. And then the other part of the So. One of the stories in this block is that Rhonda's teaming up with Natty, and uh, they're going to have a backstage segment saying, like, is coming up. And she was like, oh, well, I thought I was going to team with you. And I was like, oh, well, sorry, you know, my bad. Like, I've, I've already been teaming up with Natty here, you know. But, but, you know, next time, you, me and you, Shayna, we should do something. Mm-hmm. So then is a little bit resentful of this. And I was thinking for her, then she would get a partner. Uh, I would really like to see her team up with Bianca Belair. I th- Okay. I think- they could think. I think they could have a little bit of something. Um, and then I booked them against in the first round against uh, Selena Vega and Mercedes Martinez. Get them out of there. So then round two, you've got Absolution versus Bailey and Sasha. This time Bailey finally comes around, steps up for her team, and saves Sasha when Sasha's getting dominated by Absolution. And they the advance. Mercedes makes a comeback. Mm-hmm. And so they're advancing to the next round. Then you've got Becky and Charlotte going against the Iconics. They get some revenge for the Iconics costing Charlotte her title. And Becky and Charlotte advance. Then on the other side, you've got Kyrie and Asuka going up against Naya and Ember. And this is a big match for them because it's like, all right, you've got, uh, you know, these two little Japanese girls going up against these, like, two really strong women. But somehow they do pull it out. Kyrie and Asuka advance. And then you've got Ronda and Natty going up against Shayna Baszler and Bianca Belair. So then you've got the teasing of, like, oh, shit, we've got Ronda versus Shayna. Uh nice. Mm-hmm. And Rhonda and Natty win this. Um, you know, go over Bel Air, save, mm. save Shayna for another time. So then the final four teams you've got Bailey and Sasha and Becky and Charlotte on one side, and then you've got Kyrie and Asuka versus Ronda and Natty on the other side. Then I would have uh, okay. Bailey and Sasha go over Becky and Charlotte. Just barely. It's like the four horsewomen all in one tag team match.
1: <laughs>
0: and then you've got Kyrie and Asuka. Me. I would have them go over Rhonda and Natty, and I would actually, if if they would let it happen, maybe let Oscar beat Ronda, something like that. <laughs> Give I mean some I think it has to happen eventually, right? I think that, this would be a good time to do it, right? It's not a singles match; it like would set up another great singles match for later on.
1: Yeah, Cause, and then you could have Rhonda <laughs> get the revenge in a singles match, and I would be totally okay with Rhonda beating Oscar.
0: Yeah, like Rhonda and Oscar, that would be a great fucking match, man. <laughs> That would yeah. have been the match to build to, because like, all right, imagine this, especially with like if they're introducing women's tag team titles and stuff like that. I don't know how much longer having two women's singles titles is going to make sense. Yeah, if Ronda had won the Raw women's title and Asuka had already won the women's title unification match, unify them at Smack at SummerSlam. That could have been awesome.
1: It could still happen later, right? Just push. Yeah, I mean, push your just, timeline back because but, the the women's. Uh, May Young Classic is mm-hmm. happening in October, September, something like that.
0: Something like that, yeah.
1: So then you have a, these influx of women coming in. That's when they introduce the tag titles,
0: mm-hmm.
1: have the unification match, maybe at like Survivor Series or something like that.
0: Mm. Yeah. You could do that. Um, but then, yeah. So for me, the finals of this tournament Bailey and Sasha versus Kyrie and Asuka. And. Uh, I don't know, I guess depending on where you want to go. Because if you wanted to have them, like, have this fully go to the, like, all right, they're going to finally fight, maybe they lose in the finals of this. And then Kyrie and Asuka are the first ever women's tag team champions. You could go either way. Yeah. But that's how I would do it. They've got, they've got the, like, the reason of the exercise when I was doing this was, like, I wanted to see if they actually had enough female talent to make this work. And they do. They totally do. The way you
1: listed that off was, Mm -hmm. like... A good number, and then, like I said, you have the influx of women from the May Young Classic,
0: mm-hmm.
1: so that that fills out your roster a little bit more. So then you have that buffer room.
0: Although it definitely seems like they are doing a lot of repeats this year, as far as who's in the May Young Classic. Uh, okay, because like uh, Mercedes Martinez is going to be in it again. Um, uh, what shit? Was... But she—they didn't sign her full time, did they? Uh, no, like, she's been on NXT a couple times, but I don't think she's been signed full time. But like,
1: so maybe. Yeah. After this round, maybe they sign her full time.
0: Maybe, um, but yeah, like she's going to be back. Um, Diana Parazzo is going to be back. I'm yeah, sure. she, she got stolen from All In. Yeah, she got stolen away from All In. Um, there's a couple other women. I'm trying to remember. Oh, I'm there's.
1: It was one of the divas is coming back, isn't it? Um.
0: Oh, Caitlin. Yeah, Caitlyn's yes. coming back this year. That's right. Yeah, one of the few good ones coming. <laughs> Well, she was. So, this is the thing, the problem, right? Because she was better for back then. Yes. But for today's standards, I, I don't know if she would be able to keep up. We'll see. Yeah. Because the women's, like, you have to admit, it has. That is one thing WWE has drastically improved over the last couple of years the women's wrestling. Yes.
1: It's been. It hasn't been the straight lineup, it's been, like, dips and curves and stuff. But
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> it has been going in the general upward direction. Oh, but, like, but even, like, all right. I don't know, outside of this Carmella-Asuka match and feud, because this has been absolute garbage, like, everything has been on par better than the stuff from, like, you know, five years ago. Oh, yeah. When it was, like, you know, Kelly Kelly and Nikki Bellas and all that sort of shit. Yeah. Hey, even, I'll admit that the, the Bellas even had to step up their game once, like, Paige and all came up. Yeah, once Paige was there, and then after that, then it was like, oh, shit, like, Charlotte and Sasha here? It's like, oh, my God. Yeah. At least neck. give it like Bree stepped up, I think. Bree stepped up at first, if I remember. Yeah, Bree stepped and up first because she was <laughs> with Daniel Bryan. And then eventually Nikki got better. Yeah. Well, because Nikki ended up like it was weird because she ended up figuring out that she should do a different style. Because of the neck, right? I guess. Was that yeah, I guess that was related, right? That was why she did it. I think it was around the same time, yeah. Because she yeah, had he- to stop doing that, uh her her finisher was that
1: backbreaker type thing. She had them up on her shoulders.
0: Yeah, the... the oh, yeah, the rack attack. <laughs> Is yes. that what she called it?
1: <laughs> yes! I was like, I, the name escapes me. I was like, it rhymed. Like,
0: <laughs> mm. Yeah, that was a... Uh, even at her best, though, she was, like, passable at her very, very best. Oh, yeah, I'm not saying that these... That, like, either of the
1: Bella Twins made it up to, like, a Charlotte or Becky level, but they at least made... A solid attempt.
0: No. But you know what? And it's if you have enough other things to compensate for it, you can make it work. Because like Alexa Bliss is not a great in ring performer, but she is a great character. Yes. Like she is another level. Like especially when you look at like the mic time that they give her versus like all the other women. Oh yeah. It's insane.
1: If you just look at mic time, she is the preeminent women's wrestler.
0: Yeah. Actually, I'm wondering as far as like combined reigns too, like because she's had the titles for a very long time. Like she might, she might be up there with Charlotte. Yeah, I'm wondering between her and Charlotte, who has more days as champion? Or Sa- No, Charlotte had the longer reigns. Yeah, so. Sasha. Sasha. Sasha always has very short reigns. Yeah. Um, but you know what? Actually, here's a, another point I wanted to address with you about Alexa Bliss that I think is really important to point out. Mm-hmm. Alexa Bliss, super popular, right? Yes. Like, over as fuck.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Sells a lot of merch. Yeah? Yes. Sells a lot of tickets? I would say so. She's a heel. Yeah. Why can't Roman Reigns be (laughs) a heel? Because, look, Alexa Bliss... Every time you feed into her being more of a heel, people people boo her, right? It's not like people cheer her when she comes out. Like, people do boo her. Yes. They give her the appropriate reaction, but they love giving her the appropriate reaction. They and then they buy theater. her merchandise anyway because they love her being a villain. If all of a sudden she was goody-two-shoes, they wouldn't like it. I don't think. I mean, no, probably she'd not. still think... sell some merch because she's hot as fuck. But, like,
1: yeah, you know. Yeah, but I, I think... If her as a baby face would be this, like, she would be in Roman Reigns' situation.
0: Right. So why can't Roman Reigns just be a heel? We could boo him and we could all be excited about it. And then we could love him being a heel and buy his merchandise of him being like, I'm a big dog, fuck you. Like, like, why doesn't he say more shit like that? Can
1: can we be like all the other podcasts and start
0: making merch? And (laughs) that will be our first one. (laughs) I'm I'm the big dog, fuck you. There we go. That'll be our first shirt. I'm the big dog. Fuck you. (laughs) Just Roman Reigns giving two middle fingers. (laughs) Oh my god, that'd be genius as fuck. I like that. I'm the big dog. Fuck you. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. You know what? It's like. Don't you think that would work though? Like he people would get. It'd be like the same thing with The Rock. Like when they leaned more into his heel character him being more of a heel made him more popular yes right
1: well because people were tired of the the babyface run at that point Mm -hmm. it it needed a change
0: yeah like this is the thing that i don't understand of like why wwe is so goddamn stupid it's like and the audience is always constantly telling you what they want and what other industry is that (laughs) happening and then they fuck it up all the time
1: I just realized how similar it is to the rock situation when when the rock was turning heel. Mm-hmm. Um, it It was like he was going off and doing the movies so the audience actually didn't like him in in real life, mm-hmm. like not as a character. They were just like, "Fuck you, you're leaving our business. And so he would come back and do these promos of, "Yeah, I'm a big Hollywood star, and he would do those songs making fun of the towns. and it was great, and the the people loved to boo it.
0: Hmm. Yeah, like people love to boo this guy. Like we want to do it, so let us let us do it properly. And Kevin
1: Owens is another great example. I
0: don't know. Kevin Owens is a weird example right now because he's just like right now, yes. But
1: it like I'm thinking about his like Ring of Honor run, where he was a, an enormous heel that people like love to hate. Mm-hmm.
0: One, even two, with, like, a lot of other mediums and stuff like that, too. Like, people love villains for them being the villains sometimes, too, right? Like, Game the of Joker. Thrones. J- the Joker. Star Wars. Like, all, like every fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Like, people, at least now, I think, like, maybe it wasn't as much so before. Like, I think this might be, like, an evolution of consciousness thing where, like, we understand that villains are, like, an integral part of stories. Mm-hmm. And that we appreciate villains being well done. Like, maybe that, maybe that is a little bit newer, that, like, a wider portion of the audience does care about that. And maybe that's part of just, like, peeling back the curtain, right? And not just the wrestling industry, but a lot of the, like, movie industries and all sorts of stuff. Like, we get to see behind the scenes a lot more than we ever used to. Yeah. And maybe that's part of it, maybe not. But, like, anyway, the point remains. If they leaned into this, it would just be better for them all around. And I think they'd probably wake make way more money from merchandise, because... That's usually their worry, right? Is that like, oh, well, if we turn somebody, are they going to make the merchandise and shit like that? And I think Alexa Bliss is a perfect proof that you can be a total heel and that that's going to make you the most money. In every sense of the word, not just like the wrestling sense of like, oh, well, you know, we're, they're paying to see you get beat. But like, maybe we're also paying to like, you know, wear your fucking merchandise because you're a fucking dick bag and we like that. Yeah. You know? And, and, you know, it also, <laughs> another goddamn giant example that's been going on for years Bullet Club was a giant fucking heel faction. And it got over for being a bunch of fucking assholes. And, uh, highest selling merch in New Japan? Yeah, like highest selling merch in New Japan. Probably, like, you know, one of the arguably the just, like, highest selling merch in, like, wrestling of the modern era.
1: Yeah, I wonder if anyone could break that down. Like, Get the Dead numbers versus all the pro wrestling team numbers and stuff like that.
0: I mean, I it'd be hard to prove this. Well, I guess it wouldn't. You'd have to go find those numbers somehow. But yeah. I wouldn't imagine that if you added up all the Bullet Club merchandise numbers, that would be bigger than like any other single faction or star in WWE today. Or like the modern day. Like all of Bullet uh- Club would be more than like... Roman Reigns, or John Cena, any of that.
1: I don't know if they'd be bigger than Cena, but...
0: Maybe, yeah, maybe I mean. Cena would be the other one, maybe from the modern era, that could challenge that.
1: Yeah. But yeah, yeah I could see that. Uh, another thing from the pay-per-view mm. that I thought was stupid was the Shinsuke Nakamura and Jeff Hardy match. Yeah,
0: it was. A, I don't know. I was kind of because
1: old, but... of the follow up on SmackDown. That's why I, mm. I hated. Like okay. at the time, I was just like, "Oh yeah, Jeff's hurt." I see. a I see where they're going with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they had a full on match on Tuesday, and I was just like, "Oh, okay." I don't get this then.
0: <laughs> yeah, this this is seeming to go in a really weird direction, especially with like Randy Orton just kind of being inserted in here.
1: Yeah, he didn't have to come out at the pay per view. I feel like I feel like he could just have come out at. Smackdown. Yeah. You're right. Because the SmackDown was actually a good segment. I like that. The attack by Orton.
0: Yeah, like getting in the ear hole.
1: Yeah. Except for him yelling, You wanna know why I'm doing this? You'll have to wait to find out.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That was the only bad part. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Although I do have to say like some of the other parts that were really good too. Like with like Shinsuke like just like watching him do all that. Yeah. He was like He had that kind of, like, wonder and amazement, like, he enjoyed watching it. Yeah. Like, like, oh, this is how to be a heel. Got it. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Shinsuke's been killing it with the U.S. title. I love it. With (laughs) this little promo where he was talking about making the sad clown cry. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. God bless America. I love you, Shinsuke Nakamura. Heel Shinsuke is fucking awesome. He is. Because he just gets to be a fucking weirdo mm-hmm all the time it's you know it's it's very much akin to like when new day was first starting to like get their yeah under them as a heel it was like hey all right we get to be like really weird and really be us for the first time and at first we got to be a heel for a while but eventually this will probably just turn nakamura face eventually mm-hmm. like he just keeps doing really weird shit and then eventually people are just gonna enjoy him doing really weird shit
1: but that's fine then he turns face and then he has a run with uh maybe like the WWE title
0: yeah, maybe that would be, ooh, you know what, wouldn't that be some fantastic, interesting, like, long-term booking to mm-hmm. try and be like, all right, look, we're going to try and run with this for a little while, and eventually if this takes off, and if we eventually, like, you, know, you come back to being a babyface or something, but, you know, now you're a little bit different, you're a little bit weirder than you were before, you're a little darker than before because you went through the heel transition, Yeah, and then now he's finally able to win the WWE title, Mm-hmm. whereas before he, he wasn't.
1: He's added some depth to his character. The audience understands the character more.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, wouldn't that be interesting? <laughs> wouldn't that be something?
1: That would be something.
0: But uh, alas, you know we we're stuck in Brock is just gonna be here or not here or who fucking yeah, who I, cares? Yeah, and I
1: liked the was it the three options he ended up having according to Kurt's promo?
0: <laughs> yeah, it was a show up, make a match, or abdicate the title
1: yeah so all literally according to kurt brock just had to show up at raw like just just show up didn't have to do didn't have to accept a match just showed up like
0: yeah you know what would be funny is if he had done like all right well i'm going to show up via satellite and that's said... <laughs> it. <laughs> oh that would have been great oh my gosh you know what it was funny too because like with the whole thing it was like man the crowd really did just want him to get stripped of the title yeah. It's like good, finally people realize Brock sucks. Well, I think they're just tired of the absence, right? Like Well, no, because they were they cheered when he was saying that he was gonna strip of the title and then booed when they announced that there was gonna be a match. They're that's what tired I'm saying. of this shit. Well they they don't want him back. They don't yes. want him to come back and defend the title. They just want him to be gone.
1: Well, just I'm get saying. out.
0: They, Give us the title they, back. They probably
1: wanted him to be around more. Like, he did have a good... Whatchamacallit... Schedule? When he first came back for this run. Where it was just, like... Kind of every other pay-per-view, I wanna say. Something around that. Mm -hmm. But, like, now he's been gone for just, like, multiple pay-per-views. So...
0: Yeah, and especially when, like, you know, they run storylines of people getting stripped for titles when they can't defend them or won't defend them for periods of time. And it's like... Well, then why the fuck can Brock Lesnar just not defend his title for however the fuck long he decides to? Yeah. Like, it's it's just, it's so stupid. Although, honestly, you know what? If, if you really want to get honest, just let him keep the Universal title. That's an ugly, stupid belt. <laughs> we don't need it. Especially with, like, uh, them convince, or condensing pay-per-views down to both brands. They don't need the Universal title anymore. Because then what is the WWE title? Yeah. Like, what the fuck does that mean anymore? Like, I say throw that fucking ugly red belt in the trash. Because you've got the WWE title. You've got the US title. You've got the Intercontinental title. You've got the goddamn Cruiserweight title that never gets defended on pay-per-views. You're
1: back to having the co-branded pay-per-views. So it's not like
0: you don't have people from both shows competing for this. And honestly, you know what? The way they treat the tag team division... I don't think it would be a bad idea to, you know, at some point unify those again, mm-hmm. you know, maybe as like SummerSlam or WrestleMania, fuck it. Like, I don't know. But then, cause yeah, on a pay-per-view, then it's like, you've got the world championship, U.S. title, intercontinental title, cruiserweight title, tag titles, women's title, women's tag titles. And this is also like, if you condense the women's title down to one, then you've already got like seven titles. Is a lot, yeah. That is a lot. So, I I think that at some point, especially with the condensing of these pay per views, it wouldn't be a bad idea because I think that this is a really good idea as far as like the way that they're putting these pay per views together. Like, even though there are certain matches that are booked poorly, like, there it doesn't feel like any show is a particular just like a complete throwaway show. Like, when they were doing like the you know, SmackDown and Raw brand of pay per views, and it was like two every month. And it was like, they're just struggling to figure out what the fuck to put on a pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Whereas now, it's like, there's a bunch of matches that they could have even put on this that they didn't. And like, a lot of guys that get loft off, left off pay-per-views and stuff. So, I think them condensing down to unified one pay-per-view a month was a really good idea. Yes. What do you think? It's def-
1: it, it sizes down their product, right? And it can allow them to focus on be more focused on storylines. Right. Rather than like cuz basically they they can't do what they used to do anymore, which is um have like every every wrestler has a storyline type of thing. They just don't have the attention span for it or anything like that, I guess. So, focusing down on a couple storylines can at least let them make it as good as it can be.
0: Yeah, like, they can, they can make a much more, like, that all the stories that are going into a pay-per-view are, you know, theoretically, they've had more time to boil their more important storylines. Because the other thing that's nice about the way that they've structured this is, like, they can run a lot more other storylines in the background that, like, if they don't want to pay off every single storyline at every single pay-per-view, they don't have to. Like, they have enough space now that, like, some pay-per-views or some storylines could skip a pay-per-view cycle. Mm-hmm. you know what i mean like yeah so that you know it has enough time or like you know if or if like it's an odd pay-per-view where it's not supposed to be like you know when they had hell in a cell and then all of a sudden like oh well shit like all of these feuds all of a sudden have to have a hell in a cell in it now like you don't have to run into that i think as much yeah so we'll see how they continue to develop that one but i i think it was a good move and, I just, yeah, just get rid of the Universal title. You don't need it anymore. They, they're going to have too many belts at this, or soon anyway. I think they already
1: do, but, yeah. Because, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, I think, yeah, if you condense the women's down to one title, uh, condense the tag down to one title for now, and get rid of the Universal, I think that would be the best. And then, shit, at some point, if you need another new belt, then fuck it, introduce a new one at some point. I don't care. Yeah. maybe make, Maybe bring back another, like, hardcore belt or something. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, that'd give it some variety. Mm. Well, especially you know what, dude, with like the rise of social media, why the fuck don't they do a hardcore title again? That'd be a genius one to bring back. Because then you could really do matches anywhere at any time. Uh, the twenty-four hour rule. Yeah. Because then, yeah, you could just throw that up on like Twitter, YouTube, like all the social media shit. Like, hey, WWE is going live right now for a a twenty-four hour match. Holy shit! In the middle of the night, like. Oh my gosh, uh, you know, who'd be, who'd be a good hardcore champion? Let's see. Uh, Samoa Joe's the hardcore champion. And oh my yeah. god, in the middle of the night, he's been attacked by uh, the Bludgeon Brothers. What the hell are they yeah. doing? Oh my god, Luke Harper's gonna steal the hardcore title. They attacked him in his hotel room while he's sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> they bludgeoned him to death. <laughs>
1: like, you see, like, a hammer go into the bed? like
0: Yeah, like, you could do all sorts of crazy shit. And then, like, all right, well, then Samoa Joe's gonna, like, you know, get them back at some point. Like maybe he attacks him at the airport, and then he gets the title back. Like you could do so. Oh my gosh, you could do so much crazy shit.
1: It would have to be. I think they would have to get a lot of permissions to do the airport. Thing. Well,
0: yeah, like obviously they'd have to for stuff like that. But you could even stage stuff like that. Like just say it's an airport and do it in like yeah. an arena somewhere. But um, yeah, like they, that's so genius. Why don't that would be a really good title to bring back? They should bring yeah. back the hardcore title. Maybe maybe rename it to like update it, with like the internet social media idea. Yeah. Maybe like the like the anytime champion or something like the the,
1: the social media champion.
0: The, the social media champion. If you have was the most Zach... followers, you win. Is <laughs> that the Zack Ryder's belt? Man, well, the internet title a long time ago. Internet yeah. title. Yeah, he was uh, he was trying to do that. Yeah. Or like he actually did get a title made, but it wasn't like on TV. I think he got it on there once, maybe like in a, in a backstage segment or something. Or I've, yeah, forget what it was, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, man. that would be cool. I would. That would actually be really fun. You know what? If they don't do it, somebody else should do it. That'd be a good title to have for like social media engagement and just like yeah, you know, we've got like a lull period where some not anything's going on. Well, shit, we can have this craziness going on.
1: Yeah. Uh, so you
0: got anything else from the pay-per-view? Um, uh, not really. I feel like we... Because a lot of the other shit was just kind of, you know, we kind of saw it all coming. Like, Ronda getting involved, which... I mean, Ronda's interference was good. I will say that. Like, she... Every time that she comes out, I think that she... She, she brings presses. some fire. She's got some really good fire. It's crazy. Um, but uh, yeah, other I, than that... I was just gonna say, I wasn't
1: too much of a fan of the Team Hell No storyline. Um, I knew they were trying mm-hmm. to probably write Kane off, but I think it should have been a bigger deal him coming out with the hot tag. But yeah, I guess mm-hmm. they did what they did. And then I actually I enjoyed the um, Owens and Strowman finish.
0: Yeah, I mean, even though it worked against me in the points, uh, yeah, for the for this, I, I did enjoy it. Like, I thought that made sense. And it was it was a you know big impressive bump to take. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm worried for Owens, man. I feel like he's taken a lot of really big bumps lately.
1: I think he's like McFoley version too, right? Like
0: where he's just like, feels a lull in his career. So he's just like, I got to do a big bump. Like do, I'm wondering if, because like with this whole feud, I kept wondering to myself, and maybe this is not the way to really look at this, but it's like, you know, who's the, really the baby face in this feud? Like Braun Strowman is just doing really crazy shit that Owens for like seemingly very little.
1: Owens is pretty much the babyface, right? Like he's the yeah. one that's constantly being attacked, and mm-hmm.
0: so like I wonder because Owens was Owens on TV on Raw this week?
1: Uh, not that I can remember.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't think he was. But maybe, maybe he would try to turn him babyface, like maybe run like a little bit of an injury angle, and then he's trying to like come back from that. And uh, I don't know, maybe like. Changes ways, but only a little bit.
1: He uh, he was not on uh, Raw. They just updated. They had an, an interview with Strowman, um, uh, and Strowman just like kind of gave him props for winning last night. And then Michael Cole said uh, Owens has got bruised ribs, bruised ribs, and a neck strain, and he'll be reevaluated later this week. Hmm. Obviously, that's in storyline. I don't yeah. think he was actually hurt.
0: Yeah, but yeah, I, would, I would, He's such a good performer. I would really like to see him try to get a babyface run at some point in WWE because I think that like the crowd is definitely constantly behind him in a way that you could tell that like if they turn him babyface, I think they'd they'd get behind him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know. Do you agree or do you think he's going to be a career heel or do you think he should? Be I, I
1: think fan? he's going to be a baby. I think he's going to kind of be both, and it's all going to be however they feel at that time.
0: Because, you know, it'd be kind of an interesting way to do it as far as timing-wise, because Sami Zayn's going to be out for a while, yeah? Uh, I think so. So, like, if they had Kevin Owens come back and if they tried to, like, relatively try to turn him face soon, like, maybe use the sort of, like, injury angle and, like, getting attacked by Strowman and stuff like that as kind of, like, a catalyst for it, then if by the time that Zayn comes back, then maybe he can be the heel that comes back and attacks Owens and being like, it's like, what the hell's wrong? Like, what the the hell, man? Like, you could either do kind of the angle of, like, maybe him being disappointed in him turning back on his ways, but I think it'd be more of, like, a, what, you're just going to move on without me sort of thing. Like, just like always. And then him, like, play up maybe, like, a jealousy angle. Maybe Zane versus Owens. That could Mm -hmm. be fun. Oh, you know what, because here would be the rationale, because, like, Zayn could always be jealous of Owens and say, it's like, oh, you were always, like, leaving me behind, even though I guess uh, Zayn left Owens behind when he came to WWE first. Maybe you'd have to, like, edit that part out of it. (laughs) Hmm. Because, like, Kevin, as far as, like, a face motivation for why he could be motivated to do things away from Sammy is the fact that he has the family. You know, he could say, it's like, well, I always had to provide for my kids and my wife, you know, like, and you don't have anybody. So, you didn't have to worry about that sort of thing. Ah, uh, true, and, yeah. And then maybe Zayn could be, you know, just, like, resentful of it. It's like, well, it should have just been me and you. Like, you shouldn't have... I don't know. You could, I don't know. Maybe that wouldn't be a good storyline, too. But I would like to see that kind of reversed at some point. I would like to see... Trying to see, like, yeah, Kevin Owens the face versus Sami Zayn the heel. I think that'd be interesting to see. Just the reverse of their normal dynamic, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. The kinda of opposite day thing. Well, they are they are Canadians, so it's bizarre
0: world, right? Exactly. It's the bizarro world of America. <laughs> um, but speaking of bizarro world, let's delve really quickly before we uh wrap this up. I want to talk a little yeah. bit about Lucha Underground.
1: Yes, we have um all the medallions, right? Yeah, the
0: medallions have been assembled for the um the Gift of the Gods, the gods. title. I totally <laughs> forgot it for a second. I was like, what the fuck is that title called? <laughs> Yeah, the Gift I was of the like, gods. Aztec Championship? Wait, what? The, no. The Aztec <laughs> Champion. <laughs> no, yeah. We, uh, but we had a little wrinkle uh, because we ended up having e- a little rumble event over the top rope to crown a winner and the winner was going to be able to pick somebody to be booted from the Gift of the Gods title match. Mm-hmm. And then it came down to the MAC and Son of Havoc as the final... Final 2. And then they ended up talking a little bit in the ring. It looked like they came to some sort of deal. And then Son of Havoc just jumps out and eliminates himself and, ta- you know, crushes everybody outside of the ring. Mm-hmm. So then the Mac wins. And so he's sitting there looking through the competitors and stuff like that. And he's like, well, fuck Mil Muertes. Get him out of here. He's the- <laughs> yeah, I'm afraid of him. He's the scariest dude here. And so then Mil Muertes is just, like, staring daggers at him like he's going to fucking kill this son of a bitch. And it, this is, I think this is, like, a super interesting, really cool, like, long-term storyline, right? Because, like, this seemed to be, like, a very strange, like, why the fuck would Son of Havoc jump out? You know, just, and they're like, oh, okay, he made a deal. But then it seems like Son of Havoc might have just made, like, the best decision of his whole fucking life to jump out of that ring because he's not the one who... I was going to say, he's Mil not Murtes. the one that has
1: to deal with Mill now.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like, Mac by winning that match and getting Mil Muertes out, I think this is going to end up leading to, like, Mac dying but that that'll be a nice feud though that'd be a great feud i can't wait to see that i i'm really excited to see them
1: fight before have
0: we i don't think so outside of like maybe aztec warfare or something
1: yeah Um, but like max really good he he can fit with the high flyers but he also is a big enough guy that he can stand toe-to-toe with the heavyweights
0: yeah he's one of the few guys who actually could stand like toe-to-toe with meal very very much a samoa joe yeah, oh man, wouldn't that be a fucking match? Samoa Joe versus the Mac? <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, you alright. Triple threat. The Mac versus Samoa Joe versus Tomohiro Ishii. Oh my
1: god. <laughs> Give me more.
0: <laughs> you know what? I'll make it a fatal four way and throw in turn Rusev. There you go. Oh man. There you go. Just a bunch of big hosses. <laughs> that Just can like fucking move. That can move. Just pounding each other. Sounds like a big gay porno, but <laughs> <laughs> just a bunch of hosses pounding each yeah, other. Yeah. <laughs> Vince McMahon. <porno. laughs> yeah, yeah, like WWE is just as porn, isn't it? Yeah. He's just sitting there at Gorilla, just jack it off. It's like, yeah, yeah, get him up for the jackhammer. <laughs> I've got a genetic jackhammer. I've got a genetic jackhammer right here. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, back to Lucha Underground. Yeah. because we got that coming up which I don't know we got a lot of interesting contenders as far as like who could win this but I definitely feel like Mac is probably not going to be the one that wins this because Mil Martes is going to come and fuck his day up mm-hmm. uh, but I would actually really like to see maybe Son of Havoc wins this yeah it's been a long time coming he had a really good showing in Aztec warfare against Pentagon Jr. we have
1: let's see um, other than that it's all?
0: Desmond X, um the Max my list. Oh there Giannis it is. Yeah. Teca, King Quirino, uh, Ival- or I I don't hmm I don't know. Maybe they would want to do Evilise and try to like erase the memory of Sexy Star, get another women's champion. Ooh. Um so that I mean also like Evilise is pretty over too, like people really do dig her. Oh yeah, well she's a great baby face. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know, either one of them. King Cuerno would also be an interesting option because he's he's won Gift of the Gods before, but he I don't think he ever got to cash it in for a title match. I think he ended no, up he losing. lost
1: it in um the the wheel thing.
0: Yes, that's right. So yeah, that'd be really interesting to see too. Holy shit, they got so many fucking options.
1: Yeah, this is a good Gift of the Gods match.
0: Yeah, this is a good gift to the gods match. This is very There's, good, right? It's like the right amount of people, right, that are all in that cusp.
1: Mm-hmm. That's what I was going to say. Like, usually, even Lucha Underground has, like, their matches where you're just like, oh, this person's probably going to win it. This is like a, hmm, this is going to be interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm very excited to see where that goes. Uh, and then also, we got to see a little bit more of the development of two other feuds, like Pentagon versus Cage, where mm-hmm. he was able to beat him but uh, was not able to break his arm. Uh, and yes. Cage was able to get some more offense on him. So it looks like that's not over yet.
1: Yeah, definitely not. Which is exciting. Cause... Like, I like
0: these guys together. Yeah. Um, and then we had a little bit more of the uh, Worldwide Underground versus Reptile Tribe. Yep. And with... it seems like, at this point, maybe, like, the Reptile Tribe is turning face, actually. Like, instead of Johnny Mundo turning face, it's the Reptile Tribe.
1: Yeah, with uh, Vibora getting a win over Mundo.
0: Yeah, and, like, a good crowd reaction, too, and then, like, when the rest of the, like, Daga came out, uh, Cobra Moon came out, and, uh, Drago came out, and they were all getting, like, cheered against Worldwide Underground.
1: Yeah. Well, Worldwide Underground is just such good heels, that.
0: Yeah. It's true. (laughs) Well, it's, like, I'm trying to remember if I told you about this, but, like, Johnny Mundo is a very interesting and strange, uh, performer, because, like, he as a character is, like, really, really good and, like, absolutely meant to be a heel. Like, mm-hmm. when you just look at him, like, he's got a kind of, that, kind of, like, you know, arrogant, kind of cocky look to him, and he's very pretty, and there's all this sort of stuff, but at the same time, like, he's good-looking enough, and his uh, in-ring style suits a babyface perfectly. Hmm. So it's, like, from an in-ring standpoint, he's a perfect babyface. From, like, yeah. a character perspective, he's a really good heel. So he's just, like, this weird character. But, at the same time, you know, one thing I do want to address too, which is, uh, I f- totally forgot to bring this up. They need to start having the heels be more credible. Because when a heel is a credible wrestler and then he cheats, that's when you actually get heat, right? Because then it's like, oh, well, he didn't need to do that. He's being an asshole. He's breaking the rules. Fuck that guy. But like, when a guy like James Ellsworth cheats to fight against somebody, like, what the fuck else is he going to do? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know why him trying to cheat to beat somebody who's, like, a far better wrestler than him would get him heat. Like, in the same way that, like, uh, I mean, maybe this isn't the best example, like, a guy like Miz, if Miz is fighting Braun Strowman, the only way he's going to be able to beat him is by cheating. Yeah. So I don't think he'd get anywhere near the level of heat from cheating as he would if he fought, like, Rey Mysterio, who, like, you know, he could probably beat without cheating. Yeah. But then if he cheats, it's like, what the fuck? Like, this asshole... (laughs)
1: Yeah, it just depends on the situation, because a lot of times, um, sometimes the cheating, when you know they could win,
0: mm-hmm.
1: works. But other times, it, when you know the guy has no shot and he cheats, then that gets heat as well, so.
0: True. True. I just think it's a little bit, it's a little bit too lopsided in their roster right now. We had, we had talked, yeah. this, I think, about this, like, the week before, right? Because, like, they have yeah. all these really strong faces and, like, no heels to really fight them. Mm-hmm. And then the only heel really that's supposed to be only fighting them is, you know, not around. <laughs> and hopefully we'll just be gone. Hopefully. Don't, you know what? What do you? What do you? Is in your opinion, what is the best scenario going forward for the Brock Lesnar situation? Do you do you just like swallow the pill and put it on Reigns? Do you have Bobby Lashley beat him? Do you have Braun Strowman cash in? What do you do? I think you have anyone take it at this point. Just anything other than Brock is the best situation at this point?
1: At this point, yes. Because at least if you give it to Roman, yeah, people hate him right now, but he'll at least be there every week. Mm-hmm.
0: Here's the other wrinkle that, like, I thought about this as far as, like, when they were talking about it this week, Heyman mentioned that apparently Brock's motivation is to become the first ever dual champion simultaneously, being, like, a WWE And a UFC champion. Mm -hmm. And my thought was. WWE really likes shit like that. They love taglines. That they can use. They love weird shit like that. They I think also would love the idea. That if if Brock Lesnar as a current. WWE champion. Ended up becoming. Currently a UFC champion. That would lend credibility to their product. Mm -hmm. So I think that they might be tempted. To keep this belt on Lesnar. For a very long time. And gamble on him winning a belt in UFC, and see if he could actually become a dual champion. I think it's very possible they're going to do that. I don't. What do you What do you think?
1: <laughs> it's possible, but I think they're a little skeptical because of the uh, Brock getting popped for the steroids last time, and the possibility mm-hmm. of him losing.
0: It's true. Both very distinct possibilities, because yeah. But can you imagine they waste all that time on him and he just loses? Yeah. Or even worse, like you said, he gets popped for drugs again. Mm -hmm. That would be the that's the worst case scenario. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that'd be rough. Especially because oh man, can you imagine if like as far as timeline wise, if they could like prove that he had like been on that sort of shit while he was on in WWE? Because if Mm -hmm. they ended up proving that he was on it at the same time that he was in UFC. Even though they don't they, – because like, with WWE, the way they always get away with it, right, is that they don't test their part-time performers. Uh, yes, that's how they yeah, explained it last time. So, yeah, <laughs> if something like that happened and then there was no way for them to be like, uh, well, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. Man, that would be hilarious if that was like their ultimate undoing. You know what? That's that's what I hope they do. I Just keep it on Lesnar. I just don't want to see the title or him ever again and then let him get popped for drugs. And then they just have to get rid of him and the title to save face. That's that's my preferred outcome. <laughs> I
1: like it. Yeah. Uh,
0: Alright. Unless, unless Is there anything else for you?
1: Uh, that's it for me.
0: Cool. Alright. I think that's going to do it for us this week, then.
1: Uh... As long as the, if the rain holds up, we should have a normal podcast this week.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we'll, hopefully we'll be back to normal schedule this week here.
1: Yeah. Because, supposed to have a game, but, uh, all the, the rain is basically supposed to happen
0: every day, like, all day <laughs> this week, so. <laughs> yep. And then, God cried, because they ruined Asuka's career. Yeah. <laughs> that's why the rain is coming up that's why the rain is happening it took a little while to get to us because it was raining in japan first and then now it's got to come over to us
1: you know the time zone difference in her
0: yeah exactly time zones you know you know how it works (laughs) all right
1: see you uh later this week
0: (laughs) yep see you later this week and peace out to all you next time until next time that's how you speak english (laughs) (laughs) i was i was stuck in japan i'd not speak english (laughs) you should keep that part oh i am (laughs) i gotta save face somehow (laughs)